This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. H-Town, I'm back. It's great to be home. Go Texans. Welcome back. Yeah! He is back. It is official. Man, it felt so good to see that tweet yesterday. I don't know whose tweet y'all saw first. Mine was Schefter. I know Brooks Cabina had it there, too. Um, The Texans quickly had some tweets up yesterday. Just to see the video that Ben just played the audio of, to see the picture of D'Amico Ryan standing with the McNairs and with Nick Casario given what appears to be the go-to hand signal for the team now kind of the the bull's horns um let's see uh is H-town. A, yeah oh is that the H okay gotcha yeah yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha yeah. okay okay well they're using it a lot more lately so yeah that's a whole that's that's been a big thing yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just getting up to speed even though I'm a resident <laughs> here <laughs> and occupied <laughs> I just see him using that's, it I uh, so uh so yeah that's the uh yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. so um so at any rate uh D'Amico Ryans is your next football coach of the Houston Texans. He's coming home. He called it his dream job. It's a lot different than saying I took this job because it was one of 32 in the NFL. This is the job D'Amico Ryans wanted, so much so that the Denver Broncos had to settle for Sean Payton for their head football coaching job. I'm Sean Pendergast. He's Seth Payne. Seth, I got an extra hop in my step this morning, man. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm very it was, excited. Uh, yeah, I didn't actually. I was working on a project, so... I was kind of, I had my head down for like two hours, and when I checked my phone, I saw that I had all these texts for, uh, you know, requests for interviews and everything, and um, of course I said no to them, and then I was like, I wonder what they're, I wonder what they're asking about, and it turns out, oh, yeah, uh, they hired D'Amico a couple hours ago. I felt kind of stupid, because I, I, it, before I did anything, I tweeted out a couple random things completely non-D'Amico related while everybody else was all uh, excited about the D'Amico hire. Okay. So I had to catch up to speed on it. And it was, um, yeah, it was cool to, it was cool that everything went the way it normally would go with a, a normal NFL team. I think there were rumors that they were going to sign D'Amico. And remember, there are other there are other normal teams that have botched. The San Francisco Giants had rumors they were going to sign a player in Carlos Correa. They're a normal team. Yep. And then, boom, botched. Yep. Mets, yep. going to sign Carlos Correa. Boom, botched. Everything went weird. Various other times. Well, the Blue Jays. I don't know why I'm going cross sports so much. Yeah. Um, but the Blue Jays, we're going we're gonna, to uh, sign uh, Uncle Mike there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so – there was this feel, I think, on a, on the part of a lot of people that okay, it looks like D'Amico's are the favorite. You got all kinds of weirdos in Denver claiming no, D'Amico wants to be in Denver and Denver wants D'Amico, despite all this other evidence to the contrary. So it just felt like 
there was still room for something to get upended. So it was really nice that everything kind of it, it kind of worked out that it was very obvious in hindsight that D'Amico really wanted to be in Houston and Houston really wanted D'Amico and they just made it happen. It's to the tune of a six-year deal, Yep, which has shut up a lot of people nationally who are convinced that the Texans are destined to just uh, hire and then fire a black coach every single year for the next 27 years. Yeah, we'll So uh, I feel like that at least puts that to bed for a bit. Yep, we'll get to some of the national, uh, report, national uh, opinion on this hire, uh, as Seth sort of alluded to there as we go on. We'll get to the Denver angle on all this, which is fascinating, because it was, it was a fire hose of news yesterday when this when this came out because it was the, the Sean Payton trade, uh, the trade for Sean Payton in Denver and the subsequent signing of Sean Payton was the first thing that popped up on the national radar yesterday in the middle of the afternoon. And then the D'Amico news came out literally like five minutes after that. So the fact that these two were reportedly so intertwined, which we'll get into the intertwining in the next segment is really, really cool. But you touched on something there, Seth, that I think is significant for the Texans and for Texan fans. It was the execution of this. There were no, you know, none that we saw, you know, who knows behind the scenes what the the ebb and flow of this whole signing was. But at least outwardly, there was no, um, there were no potholes. There were no hiccups. It was a team that swiftly fired a head coach who underperformed, quickly put a list of candidates together and requested they interview with them. Interview yeah. them as quickly as they possibly could, according to the rules. Narrow it down. Do some second interviews. The candidate that they really wanted got knocked out of the playoffs. And yada, yada, yada. We have a press conference coming up at 4 o'clock on Thursday. I think the way this was executed, and I think the fact that D'Amico was one of only two candidates in this cycle that was requested by all five teams with an opening, and that he didn't even bother to talk to three of those teams. Yeah. I think, I, I think I, look... D'Amico could have very easily gone and interviewed with all five teams, gotten down the road with two or three of them, and then chosen the Texans because they gave him the most money or something like that, and then served up a platitude of this being his, quote, dream job. This He has said this is his dream job, and it's demonstrated by his behavior in this process. He didn't yeah. even entertain three of the other five. You know what this wasn't? This wasn't Deshaun Watson ruling out the Browns, then the Browns leaping back in with a whole bunch of guaranteed Perfect. money Perfect. and then claiming that it wasn't about the money. Perfect. You know? Yes. Yeah. If if somehow this had been uh, that D'Amico was given the Texans the stiff arm, but they just jumped in with a boatload of money, then it would feel like, okay, they did what they had to do. This feels way more like, okay, it's meant to be. And it's funny because so many of the objections to this, it's hilarious it's people who don't even realize how insulting it is to D'Amico. It's these people who think they have to somehow stick up for D'Amico on behalf of D'Amico. And so, like, we listened to Keyshawn Johnson yesterday and say, well, I just don't like it for him. He was, how come this was the only job he was able to get? Like, no, he was the most coveted candidate, realistically. They, Colin Coward tried to make it look like Sean Payton was. But D'Amico was the most coveted candidate he had. His pick, really, of several destinations, he's already turned down interviews last year and this year because he's going to be very selective about it. So a lot of the criticism of D'Amico D'Amico Ryan's getting hired revolve a lot more around people not wanting to revise their opinion of the Texans. Like They're like, well, wait a second. In my mind, the Texans only make bad moves. This is a good move, 
There's something wrong with it. Yep. I don't like it. I don't, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't. Uh, you what? What people want is the ability to perpetually criticize the Texans, no matter what happens. Like, do you want? Okay, you're criticizing them validly for the last several years. It are they are they never supposed to turn around and start making good moves at some point? Like the actual criticism of the Texans out there, Sean. I spent the last two hours going. I've got some great stuff from Emmanuel Acho, who. Like, their criticism is, um, well, the Texans don't make good moves, and this is a good move, so it doesn't make sense. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? Right, right, <laughs> right. No, it's it's kind of a – and we're going to talk more about Denver and Sean Payton and how this is all intertwined with the Texans in the next segment, but it's sort of a flavor of what was happening in Denver with the Broncos' job where the Broncos seemingly, Seth, were getting brownie points for winning Super Bowls several years ago when it came to evaluating this job – it's almost yeah. like the Texans were getting demerits for this job for having employed Jack Easterby at one point. You know, right, it's right, a bad right. job because they made a bad decision with an executive a few years ago. Like, no, no. <laughs> it's it, you can say what I mean. Look, there's plenty to criticize, as you just pointed out, about the way the Texans have gone about things. This ain't it. Like this, this was executed perfectly. Um, this is a great hire, universally thought of to be a great hire, both within the Texans fan base and around the league. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, like today, national media, find something else to criticize. This is a great day. The, the interesting thing really is how much symmetry there is with the way the 49ers turned it around because <laughs> the 49ers had three head coaches within the, within the span of three years. They fired Jim Harbaugh. They fired David, uh, they, they fired, uh, Jim Tom Sula. They fired Chip Kelly. And then, they brought in Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan had needed some extra measure of security, so they gave him a six-year deal. Then they gave John Lynch a six-year deal, so that's a little different. But but Domingo Ryan's coming from the 49ers is uh, like the cherry on top where it feels like – I wonder – you know I'm going to write that down as a possible question. I wonder if D'Amico had conversations with – Jed York and Kyle Shanahan about just that. Yeah, that hey, that's a great one. What yeah. was going on with the 49ers six years or uh, five years ago? And when you gave Kyle Shanahan this contract, what were you thinking? What was the turnaround? All of that. Because it, it, trust me, I, I would love a, a Super Bowl victory to come from it. But if the Texans have only achieved the level of what the 49ers have done over the last several years, I'd be pretty cool with I'd that. Be I'd awesome. like more, yeah. but I'd be cool with it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> fine with that. I, Compared I'd, to what we've just been through, I'm sure I'll get greedy somewhere along the way. But this is a this is a great day. People weighing in on the uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. Just so many texts this morning. Obviously, this is a great hire. That's from 181840. We've got uh, 6666 saying thank you. Uh, Payne and Pendergast are staying positive and not supporting points by a Houston Skip Bayless wannabe. Stay positive, way more attractive. Okay, well, that's cool. We appreciate that. Look, positive is cool. We're being objective. This is a great hire this morning. We're going to talk more about it as we roll on. The Denver part of this got really interesting yesterday and turned into something I had never seen before. The two biggest national newsbreakers basically playing dueling pianos against each other. Who do we believe? Ian Rappaport, that Denver tried to seal D'Amico Ryans, or Adam Schefter saying, nothing to see here. We'll, uh, we'll read both tweets and let you decide next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you. This is a great day to be a Texan fan. D'Amico Ryans is the new head coach of the Houston Texans. Couple of uh, programming notes. Press conference is tomorrow. It's late in the afternoon, four o'clock. Four o'clock in the afternoon, Thursday. We'll carry it for you live, obviously, here on Sports Radio six ten. Nick Casario, Texans general manager, will join me and Seth at seven thirty on uh, Friday. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of coverage of this D'Amico Ryan's hiring here. Just keep it tuned right here all day long. We've got you covered on Sports Radio six ten. This was interesting yesterday, Seth, at about. A little after 3.30 uh, local time, uh, D'Amico, the D'Amico Ryan's hire had just been announced. I mean, it was, there was still steam coming off of it. It was still warm. And Ian Rappaport tweeted this. And when I read this, I'm going, man, I need to check and make sure this isn't a fake Ian Rappaport because this feels like this feels like one of those news items that you uh, it feels like like real enough to be real, but also like, okay, well, that that – could be something where it's a, a gotcha situation. No, this is Ian Rappaport tweeted this. Unbelievable. The Broncos spent today, which is yesterday, 
trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again before he recommitted to the Texans, sources say. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized with Sean Payton, they being the Broncos. So that's that's interesting because if we choose to believe that that's true, which yeah. I which I do, um, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that means that Sean Payton was a settle-for candidate for the Denver Broncos, that D'Amico was their first choice and Sean Payton was their second choice. Real quick before I get your take on it, Seth, you should know that 13 minutes later, Adam Schefter, who lives in Denver, by the way, um, tweeted this. Timing of today's two hires were completely coincidental. Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. Denver was focused on Payton, Houston yeah. on Ryan. So this yeah, is this yeah. is the two biggest newsbreakers in the NFL, Seth. Basically just got guns pointed at each other right now. I mean, Adam Schefter, without saying it, is saying Ian Rappaport is full of bleep. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, boy. And one, and it's uh, you, nobody trusts any of these guys anymore because yeah. they they they're good with the facts. It's when they start injecting what people's intentions are that you just feel like they're being a mouthpiece. And uh, that's the that's the that's the situation you find yourself in when you choose to be a nugget hussy. Uh, they're just giving up their integrity integrity for nuggets. But whatever. Um, we're we're all we're all whores on some level. So uh, yeah, I. I think in Denver, they're probably especially sensitive to this because of the perception that they really wanted Aaron Rodgers, but when they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers, they went with Russell Wilson. And now it's playing out again in, oh, uh, we really wanted D'Amico Ryans, but we couldn't get D'Amico Ryans, so now we're taking Sean Payton, probably paying twice as much. And Oh, um, yeah, easily. And, uh, yeah, And draft yeah. picks. And I think the other problem with Sean Payton, hiring Sean Payton, is – I think expectations for a, there will be expectations for a much faster turnaround. I think when you have a when you have I think with D'Amico you would be able to paint it more as hey look all right we're in a bit of a pickle but we got a young guy that's going to bring energy into it and a different focus and we're gonna we're gonna change the culture and you can sell that uh, with a young coach. I don't know if with Peyton if you can change it or if you can, you can sell the 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 slow build up to a turnaround. I think people are going to expect brilliance and an immediate turnaround of Russell Wilson. Yeah. That's the biggest. They expect an immediate turnaround of Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, no, they're they're in win now mode. It's why they traded for Russell Wilson cuz they think they can they can they can win right now. Seth, think about like if ultimately especially if Peyton doesn't fix Russell Wilson, think about what this that sequence of moves of trading for Russell Wilson, extending Russell Wilson, trading for Sean Payton and signing Sean Payton will have cost this team and you can you can lump it all together as a Russell Wilson sequence of moves cuz the main reason they're going and getting Sean Payton is for exactly yeah. what you just said. He's the guy who might be able to fix Russ. They they traded three four high draft picks and three players for Russ. They're paying him 250 million. They're paying Payton I'm assuming probably 100 million over 4 years. That's reportedly what he was looking for and had to give up a first round pick and a pick swap where a second-round pick in 24 goes out the door, all because 
they have a broken quarterback who's not even fun to be around. That's the other thing. Like, it, it'd be one thing if, he, if he's a good dude and you're like, you know what, God, I feel for this guy. I don't even think his teammates <laughs> like him, you know? Who are, the, who are the most fun broken quarterbacks to be around? <laughs> Kenny Stabler probably. For sure. You know, Dan, Dan Pastorini, I'm sure. Like, yeah. those, guys are, uh, those guys are fun to be around, at least when they were in, in the waning years of their career. Fun to yeah. be around, but even like well – like, we can, we can rewind to 2013. Like, people loved Matt Schaub in that building over there. He yeah. was broken, you know? Right, the actual – right, fans you're, – you're, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah. The, the people had great respect for Matt Schaub. They hurt, they hurt for him. Yes. I wonder if people in Denver hurt for Russell Wilson, <laughs> you know? I bet they're angry. I, I, as they look in on his office if he has the blinds open yeah. and think, oh, boy, I wonder how Russ is doing in there. Hope yeah. he's okay. Maybe I'll get to talk to him someday. Yeah. Um, Seth, I, I want to play some audio for you. Tell me, I want you to tell me how this ages, okay? Um, oh. This was uh, this was Colin Cowherd, noted mouthpiece for Sean Payton. When it oh, looked, that's right. When it looked like yeah. Payton was on the outs with the Denver job, when he didn't really, you know, when when <clears throat> when Cowherd was saying he, he thinks Sean now is going to go back into TV for another year, yeah. which I thought was he was going to do too. I was wrong about that. Um, here was Cowherd last week talking about what a you know what a what a tough job the Denver job would be for whoever takes it. I think Sean now, I believe he should take a year off. I think like the Knicks job for Phil Jackson, Phil's obviously a brilliant guy. Sean's a brilliant guy. There's all these warning signs with the Broncos, draft capital issues, salary cap, O-line issues, Russell self-awareness issues. Is he washed? New owners, rich, but you don't know much about him. The GM now is semi-powerless. I, I mean, he just retroactively <laughs> called Sean Payton Phil Jackson with the Knicks. You, you, know, you can't, yeah. you can't, that's right. You can't you undo can't go that for take. The money. You can't, you can't undo that take. You after and for people, for people that don't know, Colin Coward had been just basically name dropping one name continually for seventy two hours, uh, talking about how much he talks to Sean Payton, went out to dinner with him. Sean Payton just laid everything out on the table for him so he just gets it. And not to mention he has him on his show all the time. So yeah. Yeah, like it's that's it's hard not to think that much of that was exactly Sean Payton's opinion. Right. And yet here you go. He is I wonder if he's gonna work part time like Phil Jackson did. I wonder if he'll go back and forth between Dallas and Denver. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Got to play some Manhattan Beach. You know, it's a, come November when it gets a little chilly in Denver. He'll just he'll do his offensive meetings on Zoom from the from the shore or yeah. from Breckenridge. He'll go skiing. Yeah. When it's, uh, hey, where's Sean? Oh, he's in Breckenridge. Yeah. He's uh, it's a uh, there was a they got a foot of fresh powder. So uh, game plans on you this week, That's Russell. Right. That's right. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so this that- uh, I'm so excited to root against Denver. I am too. So excited. I, I was thinking the same thing yesterday. It's and I, you know what? It's it's going to be fun. The Texans are going to get good again, and it'll be fun to not have to have the week. The best part of our weekends be the Schadenfreude of Cleveland losing, or or some other annoying team losing. In this case, Denver, like you point out. But you're right. I thought that uh, yesterday. So I'm like, call me Sean. You can call me Schadenfreude. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to be uh, call, I'll be Floyd the the hater. With a, with a capital R at the end of it. I don't I don't give a damn. I hate Denver. I uh, who else do I hate? Cleveland, uh, Cleveland for sure. Oh, right? I hate Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. I want you to fail, Cleveland. Yep. I want you to fail, Denver. Yep. I am filled with love 
and uh, an admiration for the city of Houston. But I hate everybody else. Hate everybody else. Go yeah. die, everybody. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. We need a T-shirt. As we so welcome that. in uh, a guy in D'Amico Ryan's who's one of the uh, most – like astoundingly good people you'll ever meet. Right, right. And, That's why we're not especially in the especially in the NFL head coaching profession. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> this we know. D'Amico Ryan's would never cut it in talk radio. <laughs> yeah. He's not mean enough. Um, real quick text uh, from Lamont checking in early in the morning here on the trailer wheel and frame text page. I'm surprised. This is funny. I'm surprised no one's looped the Astros cheating scandal in as the reason why the Texans won oh, D'Amico yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's I pretty just, good. You know, but that's another one. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> it is. There's still uh, – there's so much irrational hatred. There's irrational hatred about the Astros that extends on to even before 2017. Yeah. Like some of the hot takes about Jim Crane. Oh, yeah. And what a what an awful human he was. Yeah. You know, like it, it's curious how they've all vanished – as basically, basically the Astros are a one-man band when it comes to trying to keep some level of diversity in in Major League Baseball. If you take the Astros away, you take fifty percent of the black coaches and executives. <laughs> it's, it's true, like, but yeah, but a few years ago, Jim Crane was the worst person who ever lived. Yeah, you know, Ugh. let him hate. Let him hate. All right, um, D'Amico Ryan's is going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Press conference four o'clock tomorrow. Which players on the roster right now? should be most excited about this. Which one should have been looking at that tweet going, this is a great day for me personally? We've got a short list. We'll see if you agree next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents. Payne and Pendergast. All right, we will, um, top of the hour, we'll hear from uh, Cal McNair. Cal and Hannah jumped on with the afternoon show yesterday after the announcement that D'Amico Ryans is returning to Houston as the next Texans head coach. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good day yesterday, so we'll hear from Texans ownership at the top of the hour. Which players, Seth, should be most excited about the hire of D'Amico Ryans without knowing who he's going to end up hiring for his staff. you know. So the offensive side of the ball is a little murkier, and we don't know if they're going to draft yeah. a quarterback or not. But I certainly think on the defensive side, there's a few guys who 
should feel like their careers took a real nice turn yesterday. I think, um, you know which one, Sean, which is first, if I were to think outside the box a little bit? Sure. C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? I think that if C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young were to step into a situation where there was another ad hoc hire um, or something that had been forced into, frankly, if 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 various people that I don't even want to talk about anymore were still in the organization, then obviously, like it would not be uh, the stable, perhaps more productive and positive environment that it is right now. Uh, so, yeah, D'Amico, I, I, I know that it, a lot of times I criticize people when they start talking about culture too much because I think it's 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 overused and un- misunderstood, and very few people actually know how to establish a culture, or they overthink it and try too hard to do a bunch of artificial things. D'Amico, just by virtue of the person that he is, is going to have a really good culture on that team um, and by the expectations that he'll set. So I think C.J. Stroud and or Bryce Young or which uh, a quarterback to be named later is going to end up benefiting from all of that, and it's going to be a much different experience than it could have been otherwise. Let me throw one in as long as we're talking about quarterbacks. Is it crazy to think Davis Mills should actually be really excited about this? Not, not to the point where – he look. He's going to think he's going to be the starter because that's how quarterbacks think. Is they always yeah. think like they're going to be the starter. But Davis Mills has. I think Davis Mills has a long career in front of him. Maybe as a backup. But the fact that he'll get to spend a couple of years after spending two years under the Tim Kelly, Pep Hamilton, uh, fungus ridden learning tree, mm-hmm. uh, that he'll get to spend a couple of years in. You know what is probably going to be some. Uh, offshoot of Shanahan University, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, and that would be the other uh, the the big question is it's it's a good fit for them as long as they do a good job hiring an offensive coordinator. Sure, um, sure. So that is that would be, I think, the the best thing for any young quarterback or any quarterback who just flat out is you're going to be trying to get the most out of them. Um, I think that. That's that's something that is more long term, and when we talk about hiring an offensive coordinator, it's it's almost like the Astros, honestly, are with their pitchers and their player development, where they work from single A on up and at doing things the same way. I think that's how the Texans need to approach their offensive coaches, whoever they hire as an offensive coordinator, whether they are in that Kubiak Shanahan tree or not. I think you gotta you gotta do it with an eye towards the future, which is hey, if things go the way you want them to, then you might very well have to be replacing your offensive coordinator in two years because mm-hmm. that guy's gonna get plucked away from you. So you have to constantly be developing your offensive mm-hmm. coaches and bringing them up so that quarterbacks don't have to change scheme all the time. One of the things I like about the Kubiak Shanahan tree is that I, I told you yesterday, it's like a franchise restaurant. Yep. There's there's so many of them out there now that you can find people who are trained in the system and use the same terminology and the same concepts that it's not as hard to find and keep the continuity. So um, it's not a it's not a deal breaker or anything, but I, I would like them to have that in mind, that you got to have some kind of consistency through potentially multiple offensive coordinators. Two candidates have been made public, at least through reports, that they are – uh, requesting access to to interview for the OC job. Troy Walters, Cincinnati wide receivers coach, 
who does have experience calling plays in his past at the collegiate level. He's a former wide receiver with the Vikings and at Stanford. And Bobby Slowick, who's a name you brought up yesterday, Seth, who has spent time uh, helping coordinate the passing game for San Francisco. He's been a staff mate of D'Amico in San Francisco. Yeah. Just throwing those names in there as long as we're talking about this. And, and both those guys would be in that Kubiak-Shanahan tree. Absolutely. You know? So they've, they've had experience in that. They'll, it's, uh, that's very possible to the route they're going. Yep, it, it, so it, it fits with what you were just saying. All right, who else? What other players? I think the quarterbacks, both prospective and current, that's a great yeah. one. What other players should be most excited on the Texans right now about the hiring of D'Amico Ryans? I, I think the the quickest one that I think of, and I, I, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself with it, but if Christian Harris can develop into something like Fred Warner, the middle linebacker for the 49ers, that would be very, very, very good for the for the forty nine for the Texans defense sure uh, because he Fred Warner makes everybody else's life easy because he's so rangy. So it makes it easier for the safeties. It makes it easier for the cornerbacks in some respects. And I think Christian Harris has that type of athleticism. He's just got to have it brought out of him. Now D'Amico's not going to be likely. I don't think he's going to be like Lovey, where he also coaches a position on the defense. I, I would prefer that he not, at least. And I, I think that um, Christian Harris hopefully gets a good linebackers coach, but that in D'Amico's defense can really be leaned on to utilize all that athleticism. Yeah, Boy, Chris, I, can, can we can we think about that for a second? Yeah, Lovey wasn't just a head coach and defensive coordinator, but he also coached a specific position too. Yeah, he coached I don't like that setup. He coached something in the well. His son was the linebackers coach. What did he coach? Like he slot, slot corners, corners slot right? Corners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't like that either, at all. Um, so uh, yeah, I uh, I agree, Christian Harris for sure. I um, I am very excited to watch Derek Stingley Jr. play the Sauce Gardner role. In this defense, yeah. I'm assuming that I am assuming. I, look, I don't watch every snap of the Jets, and I didn't watch every snap of the 49ers. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that the system Robert Sala was using in New York is the one yeah. that we're going to see here. Some variation um, they, of it. The 49ers defensive backs were played, and as you saw in the championship game, it hurt them a little bit because the the officials decided to be just erratics and scattershot in how they called the game, but. They are very good at being handsy and aggressive, um, and getting their hands on guys and using using the sideline to their advantage, kind of trying to bully guys as much. Charvarius Ward is a guy um, that I think played really above his expectations under D'Amico Ryans, and um, he was a you know they he would get physical with DK Metcalf, a guy that probably outweighs him by 40 pounds. So yeah, I think they're going to work a lot with Derek Stingley on utilizing all of his physical skills, much more so than last year where he's a glorified safety. Yeah, right. And that was frustrating. I think for fans, especially considering the guy was a number three overall pick in the draft and it couldn't have worked out any worse. The optics of it with the next, the very next pick becoming a first team, all pro at cornerback. So that's exciting. I think you're going to get to see Derek Stingley kind of unleashed. What about yeah. Jalen Petrie? Jer- Jalen Petrie, and uh, and you mentioned Hufanga, the safety, who had a legitimate <laughs> who had a legitimate call against him in that game. But uh, Charverius Ward had a bogus call against him. Um, the safety Hufanga, uh, kind of like who you know he he grew up idolizing Troy Palomalu, and he plays a lot like Troy Palomalu. I think Jalen Petrie has some Troy Palomalu in him. And 
I think that one thing D'Amico does really well, and what people would really give D'Amico a lot of credit for, this isn't just my opinion, but smart people, was for a team that didn't blitz a lot, when they blitzed, they were very effective. The mm. 49ers were. And part of that was just in disguising it. Part of it was in using a guy like Hufanga um, and all of his athleticism and playmaking ability, sometimes deep, sometimes up near the line of scrimmage. I think that's how they'll end up using Jalen Petrie. And, yes, he'll be – he's going to be versatile, and he'll, he'll play some deep safety, but I think they'll be more aggressive with him perhaps. And hopefully Jalen Petrie won't have to be coming from – 25 yards deep, you know, rocketing up towards the line of scrimmage, trying to make a tackle to somebody who hasn't been slowed down at all. Uh, but and some of that comes with improving the front seven personnel as well. For whatever reason, I'm kind of cherry picking the rookies here because I, th- they're going to be the ones who are going to be around for the long haul. I, you know, yeah. for, for me to sit here and say, I think Jerry Hughes is going to be really excited about D'Amico Ryan's. Jerry Hughes is 34 years old. Like, I, I'm all about, like, who's going to be excited and still here in 2025, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So on offense, circling back to the offense, uh, Damian Pierce, and you touched on this yesterday, and I think it was more from we were kind of we were kind of smiling about a personality standpoint that Damian Pierce and D'Amico Ryan's are going to become the best of friends because Damian Pierce is just he's a dog and he loves football. Um, Damian Pierce's running style in this particular type of offense, assuming that it's going to be some variation of the Coop Shanistan uh, offense. What are your thoughts on? On just Damian Pierce in this offense, and Dam- and I guess maybe even Damian Pierce and moving forward, they like to use a lot of backs in that offense. They don't necessarily settle on a bell cow in that in that Shanahan offense well, either. It, you know, and it, it depends too. Um, you know, if if you look at what Sean McVay has done, he's very wide receiver heavy versus Kyle Shanahan, who tends to be like he wants he wants a bunch of really versatile players that basically. Uh, check the fullback, can split out wide and actually be used as a receiver. Um, unlike some, you know, there would be times where Bill O'Brien would split a fullback out wide, but nobody was fooled by Jay anything. Jay Prosh! Because it, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Jay Prosh who had, uh, <laughs> he had hands like Ashik, um, would, <laughs> would line up there with no, being no threat whatsoever. Uh, I think if they go the Shanahan route, then yeah, Damian Pierce is a receiver, um, using a fullback, all that stuff uh, might be what they do. But they could, you know, if they go the more along the McVay route and want to be heavy wide receivers at times, you just – it can go in multiple directions. I think the key is that, yes, those running backs like Damian Pierce who, who, who fall forward. Like, I think you don't want to overthink it. One of the biggest things about – uh, Gary Kubiak and his whole scheme back when they, with Alex Gibbs, started it and really clicking, was they wanted to do two things. They want to lead the league in big runs, so runs over 20 yards, and you get that by your wide receivers being good blockers and your tight ends being good blockers. Um, but you also wanted to lead the league in fewest negative plays. So you get that by having guys like Damian Pierce that are never going to get tackled without dragging a guy for another two or three yards. That's right. You know, Arian, Arian Foster. Think about Arian Foster. How many times did you see, see Arian Foster get knocked back? And part of it's because of the scheme, but part of it's because of the type of running back that they are. And I think that Damian Pierce's mindset for that is going to be really good. It's going to be fun. Here's some of the reaction among former players and current players from the Texans to – D'Amico Ryan's being hired. This is on a post that Brandon Scott put up, sportsradio610.com. ton of great content on our website right now. 
uh, on the D'Amico Ryan's hire. Um, J.J. Watt tweeted, Let's go! You want to re-energize and reignite the incredible Houston fan base. This is a hell of a start. Can't wait to see what Miko does. One of the best teammates and leaders I've ever been around. Hashtag H-Town, and he threw up the H emoji as well. That's J.J. Watt. Chester Pitts. Chester Pitts, who's no longer a negative Nelly telling us all to simmer down and let the process play out. Here's Chester. (laughs) The old Chester's back. I like seeing this. Lots of exclamation points. You got to love it. Congrats to my guy, Miko, El Capitan. Great day in the city. I know he will do whatever it takes to make sure the Texans win a Super Bowl. That's Chester Pitts. Now some current players. Laramie Tunsil retweeting the NFL's reporting of D'Amico Ryan's Let's go with the emoji where the guy is blowing smoke out of his nostrils. Okay. I'd have to go get a translation on that one, but I'm guessing it's very positive. Titus Howard. Yes, it's sir. That or it's, it's more, sometimes it's that you're angry, but I think the smoke coming out of the nostrils in this instance is like you're like a charging bull. Like an ad, let, let's go angry. Out of the, yeah. yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Titus Howard tweets, uh, retweets the news and says, yes, sir, with five fire emojis after it. I don't honestly. I don't remember any of this for David Cully or Levy Smith. <laughs> no, I don't. Do you? I mean, I think there was some. There was some. <laughs> there was some like dutiful uh, comments, maybe from from players at those times. But this is a level of enthusiasm that we haven't necessarily seen in a little bit. Definitely not Cully. I bet there was for Lovey because I think he was generally well liked. You know, he yeah. was already there for a year. There probably was not like this though. I mean, like Jonathan Grenard, bunch of uh, you know. I emojis. Hey, our Wade Smith. Wade Smith made it into the article. Welcome home, Cap. It's a great day to be a Texan at Houston Texans. So, did uh, is Troy Walters the only officially announced uh, interviewer, or is Bobby Sloak an official? There have been reports now? of Bobby Sloak. I don't know if anything's okay. been officially officially announced, but reports of the two that I've seen reported. And again, I may have missed one overnight, but Bobby Slowick and Troy Walters are the two OC candidates yeah. that have been reported thus far. So yeah, they're uh, them being in the Kubiak Shanahan. McVay tree is a check plus in their favor right now. Big time. And um, you know, Walter's got a lot of experience. I mean, that's a, uh, it, it doesn't mean that that's all he knows how to do or anything, but he, um, but he does have that experience very recently. Yep, the good offense. Yep. Yep. No, he's very, and he was their wide receivers coach. Last I yeah. checked really good position for the Bengals. And it's not just because Jamar chase is a beast. That is a really, really good group of wide receivers. Very well coached. You can tell um, you can text in seven, one, three, five, seven, two, four, six. And we'll take some phone calls a little later on. In the show as well, we do want to hear from you today. 713-572-4610. The trailer, Wheel and Frame, text page. One, two, one, five. I'm slowly starting to adapt to the McNair's mindset. It's about today. Leave all that bad energy in the past. As a fan, it's hard to let go, but it solves nothing to focus on the past. Okay, this is where, this is what I'll say about this. I think that's a good mindset to have. That's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm not going to tell people how to fan, though. If you're still angry about some of the things that have gone on, you go through your own process. I don't have time to be a therapist for everybody. This I will say, because there have probably been times in the last two years where you've been encouraged to look forward, and it was maybe like when a David Cully was hired or uh, when a Lovey Smith was hired. I do think that if you have been wanting to embrace that mindset but you felt a little PTSD in doing so, this is a this is about as good a jumping off point to embrace the hey let's look forward and put the past behind us mindset yeah. hiring D'Amico Ryan's. This is about as safe a touch point to do that as you could possibly come up with, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it um it's it, it's it's weird 
it's weird to have this level of almost unanimous praise for something the Texans are doing right now. And without without any kind of a, a, a sense of buzzkill, I guess. I, there, I mean, there's a, obviously there's going to be people that can point out the various holes. I have my own concerns about the entire situation and how exactly is D'Amico going to handle this challenge or that challenge, but it's all just normal stuff that every team has to deal with. Yeah. It's, this is, this is, everything feels like football right now and not like all of the soap opera drama and nonsense at times that we've had over the last several years. Yep. Yeah. They are a normal rebuilding football team who just made a great head coaching hire. Yes, that's that's what they are, and that's and that's that's a great place to be right now. Considering where we've been the last three years, that is Nirvana. All right, um, Cal McNair was on with Cal and Hannah. Both were on with the uh, afternoon show yesterday. The drive, uh, D'Amico Ryan's was announced as the new Texans head coach within about an hour. Uh, the Texans chairman and CEO Cal McNair was on. What is he feeling about the D'Amico hire? What is his message to the Texans fan base? We'll hear from Cal McNair next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 